What is the perfect strategy for a high rocks doubles race? That is what we will be answering today. And who better to ask than everyone's favourite Irish duo, the Hogans? Me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, they're in the studio. How are you doing, guys? Hello. Only, only everyone's favourite Irish mixed doubles. Is there a mixed doubles couple that peps us? Uh, Who knows? We'll get into it though. Let's do this. <laughs> Three, two, one. Rocks on in. Rocks on in. Rocks on in. Rocks on in. Hello and welcome to the Rocks on podcast with me, Ben, Max. And as we've just revealed, our special to guests are part of the Elite 15. They are builder athletes, uh, High Rocks coaches, and all round High Rocks Huns. Uh, it's Tom and Dina Hogan. Hey. Hello. I love the High Rocks Huns. <laughs> yeah. We should rebrand you to that, actually. Everybody, like, Hans is a Wexford thing, so where we're from, yeah. everyone calls each other Hon. Oh, okay, okay, I think we've go. got something here. It's like we've got Popped Up Paul. Yeah. Paul Gillingham is now Popped Up Paul. High Rocks Hans, I think we're going to... High gonna... Rocks Hans? No, no, Hogan Hans. Hogan. Oh, the Ho- oh, Hogan, Hogan Hans. Hans. Yeah, yeah, Hogan Hans. Well, someone dabbled in King and Queen of High Rocks, but you know, whatever, <laughs> I'm not fussy. <laughs> no, nice self-proclaimed yeah, title I there. I don't know who came up with it, but... Definitely wasn't me. No. <laughs> right, before we get down to business, the rules of this show are that each one of our guests needs to pass the quick fire question round. Okay. okay. Ladies first. So okay. Dina answers first, then Tom. What is your favourite city you've done a high rocks in? Hamburg. Boom. Tom. Tick tock. Tick tock. I can't fire. say Dublin because it hasn't happened yet. So <laughs> Usually quick go. fire is his strong point. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot, Dina. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Hong- I'll go with Hong Kong. Yeah, Hong Kong? Cool. Just it's the only race well. I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right back at you then. What is your favourite High Rock station, Dina? No, Tom first. Tom, Tom. Oh, Tom first? Okay, Tom. Tom. Uh, does a run count as a station? You know what, I'll give it to you. Yeah, go on. Why not? Yeah, you can't have a different answer now. You knew I was going to say <laughs> run. I'm actually pretty useless at the rest of them. Um, I'm going to go with um, Wobbles because it's the end. Wobbles. Nice, okay. Mm. What world record would you have a genuine chance at setting or beating? The High Rocks Pizza World Record. Oh, oh. half the press. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he had that teed up. He I was like, I know exactly how this is going to go. I'm coming for your scalp, Max. I can Max. smash that one. <laughs> Fair. That is, a, that is a good world record to, to actually hold taking, as well. Unfortunately, the, 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 ti- the, the commitment was there, but the timing perhaps not so much. <laughs> Dina, how about you? Uh, let's go with the age group. Mixed doubles world record because that's I think that's within our graphs because we're so old now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was a look of like really we're gonna we're gonna make that yeah. with like the this, is, this was news to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it was gonna be with him. I <laughs> <laughs> just said mixed doubles. Love it. <laughs> um, if you had to do a shot of a substance you aren't necessarily fond of before a high rocks race, <laughs> what would it be and why? I had to do a shot or something. Um, I'd have thought Baby Guinness would come straight out of the gun. You, you said I'm not fond of though. You, you oh threw, shit! You I did throw, say that. Sorry, sorry, like, <laughs> sorry. I don't particularly like tequila, so I'd, I'd probably take a shot of tequila. And I reckon you'd probably go pretty hard off the start line with that. Yeah, you got some wind <laughs> in your racing. sails for yeah. that. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. See, mine would be tequila too, but I, I, I'm barred from tequila. Oh, we were having a phone call <laughs> earlier and, and we're trying to discuss what alcohol we bring to this session today. And Max nearly nearly killed himself trying to explain that he will never be voluntarily buying tequila to bring to anything ever again. No. You've got a bit of a problem with him, don't you? Yes, yes, certainly. And moving swiftly onwards, I think... <laughs> I need to tell you a story about tequila another time with Tom. 
You're, you're okay, that time's probably in five minutes. Time. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. gonna love it. It's the most expensive tequila ever. Yeah, I'm moving on. <laughs> we'll come back. Fine. We actually will circle we'll back build to the that. Suspense. Yeah. Okay, congratulations, you've both passed. Ooh. Yeah, welcome to the show. That's shocking because they weren't quick at all. In but in fairness, no one's actually ever failed, so oh. it would mm. be quite hard to not make it to this stage. But <laughs> alas, we're we're here. Um, so we normally ask our guests a whole bunch of nice questions you know put them in their comfort zone try and get like you know good pieces of content out of them however that is not the case today because as i alluded to last episode we're going to be putting you head to head against myself max and ben in the form of a high rocks quiz show mikey press a button please there we go. Oh, excellent. Random button came in clutch. There we go. Um, so, how is this going to work? What, what, Mikey is going to assume the position of Quizmaster, ask us a series of questions, and if you don't get your answer right, you will be drinking this lovely pink raspberry-infused vodka. Mm. What's better is if you get the question right you may point at another person in the room and tell them to consume X amount of pink fluid. X amount of pink fluid. X amount of... (laughs) (laughs) Bloody hell, that's gone, really. (laughs) Uh, At this stage, I'd like Mikey to uh, take over, please. Yeah, so also I'd like to highlight what you haven't realised is you're both answering the questions at the same time. So Ah. no matter what, everyone's drinking. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I like the rules. I like this game. I'm lost, but fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) Right. Okay, so uh, question one. Drink. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Vinish and Beatrice Ardelt hold the world record for the fastest ever mixed doubles race. But what is Tim Vinish's pre-race meal? Is it A, spaghetti bolognese and honey bread? Or B, a boiled egg and some Sour Patch Kids. Oh, oh, honey bread. It's honey bread. Honey bread all the way. Yeah, yeah it has yeah. to be. It has to be. But Tom bread. got that in quick. Well, you both got the answer She's right. Like, so yeah. who are you nominating to drink? Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> there <you> Fine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. That's horrible. On the topic of doubles, though. Obviously, you guys are like a fantastic double pairing, even though you won't say so, Dina, yourself. Um, we all look at you guys and think the, the wholesome Hogans, uh, Hogan Hunts. Um, but how many doubles races have you guys actually done together? Hanover, Birmingham, London, Manchester Worlds. Four? That's, four. that's five. Four. Five. 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 Which was your favourite one? Nostalgically, I suppose, for me, um, Hanover, because that was our first whole one. introduction, which was the first one oh. to our High Rocks. Um, I had no idea what it was. It was actually a Valentine's gift for a romantic weekend wow. to Germany. Wow. And later found out it was to do this event. <laughs> <laughs> I know he had any idea of. <laughs> we had no um, clue what High So Rocks I suppose was. that holds a special uh, little thing because it really set us on this uh, adventure. Yeah, that, that was yeah. Pre, never pre-pandemic. Perceived. Pre-pandemic yeah. high rocks, and then wow. like since found out that George was at actually at the same event. Oh no! Wait, George Edwards. George Edwards, they're doing individual. Yeah, oh, he, well. he had heard about it more or less the same time that we heard about it. Fair. Obviously, that was your first race. That was the first race, and we came third. And I honestly believe if we had won that race, we probably never would have done high rocks again. You would just been like, "That's it, yeah, done, yeah. completed it, mate." But it kind of pissed us off. We didn't win, so we're like, 
let's train a little bit for this thing and oh, that's weird. go back and do another one. That's perfect. Yeah. So you guys obviously went in as like with fresh eyes into a double setting uh, there. What would be your advice to people that haven't done doubles before that are going to are thinking about doing it? Um, go for it, especially if um, mm. it's your partner or best friend or something. Uh, it really is a fun fun thing to do to train with mm. someone and to go through that. And um, you'll have domestics on course. We often do. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> it's been recorded. All you do in that scenario is just speed up enough that she can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you just keep <laughs> keep her out of breath, and it's fine. I she love can't that. Mourn yeah. it. And what about if you had to give any advice for someone trying to pick their partner? Obviously, you guys come as a package now in the High Rocks world. Yeah. Um, but if I was to say, oh, you know what, I'm thinking about doing doubles, what would you say to me as, as advice? To get a bigger, faster, stronger guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair yeah, enough. Like I think anything in that would just work <laughs> with me, to be honest. <laughs> Someone who can just like ride around for it all. I just jump on like a backpack yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've actually talked about this because there's a few other couples that are kind of floating around now and there's a couple in particular that are quite good, but the female is the better athlete. Oh. And we, we're, we were just looking at different splits and looking at the way people race and just a conversation we had ourselves. And we think it only works, really, if the man is the stronger athlete. As in, when I say stronger, I mean like overall the whole, mm. the whole race. Because mm. like, that way usually the girl can do more on the run side. Um, yeah. Because yeah, obviously yeah. he's going to take a bit more in the station. So it's another thing where tactics and stuff like that come mm. into. Especially when the weights are higher and mixed. Yeah. And yeah. then it would be yeah. a, a female's double. So. And it's got to be someone you're comfortable with because plans go out the window fairly, fairly quick in these things. you got to be comfortable enough with each other to be honest and say, I don't feel great, so mm. you take a bit more of this station or I'll take a bit more of this station. Yeah. Like this thing of doing a 50-50 split, like that will not work. It's bollocks. Yeah, at, yeah. Some, at some stage you're going to feel like crap in the race and you got to switch it up. Yeah, 100%. I think in, in just on the topic of switching, like, have you guys got any advice for... for picking your partner with regards to different body heights or different like when you're switching stations yeah. obviously tom you're pretty tall and yeah. dina you're not pretty vertically tall. challenged um, <laughs> pretty full stop hey. <laughs> uh, yeah like i it's funny i had a kind of like epiphany even just a couple of days ago because i'm actually doing a women's doubles with a friend and we were texting she back picked and her forth. tallest friend yeah big, i did um, <laughs> strong yeah. but i was like Come to think of it, Kate, I'm actually pretty shite at High Rocks. <laughs> I was like, when you take out the run, because we were going through, like, what's our strongest, what's our strongest, and I was like, ski, well, no, that'll be Kate. And then, Sleb, well, no, she's a bit stronger, actually, so that'll be Kate. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly I was at Warbos, and I was like, damn, yeah. <laughs> what am I bringing? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, I um, suppose... Tiny people are good at burpees. Yeah, give me burpees. And lunges. Yeah. I can run, I suppose. Mm. Um that's, that's always my first love. It's from what I come, you know, come from. It's what I still really love training. So um, I suppose just being able to kind of hang in there mm. is there's, enough. There's probably no point in the two partners like being wildly out on the runs. You got to be pretty close to where your partner is in terms of running. Because what's the point in a person that runs a four minute kilometer and a person that runs a six minute kilometer doing the race together? Yeah, that makes no sense at all. Makes no sense. Oh, right. Getting back to uh, to the quiz, <laughs> Mikey. Have you got question two for us? We do have question two. So, uh, what was the fastest time recorded by the Elite Fifteen on the rower last season? Should we converse and then? Mm. So, is it A, two oh. minutes fifty eight seconds, or B, three minutes forty six seconds? Two fifty eight. I think I was at that race. That go, for, for, for go, elite, for, well, go, di go different. The, go, hang on, hang on, hang on. The only thing oh, I do no. know is that it wasn't Tom who was fastest. <laughs> hey! hey. Ba-boom. 
No, it's not. A 2.58 was a doubles time, I think, from last season, was it? Can I get the question again, please? What was the fastest time B. recorded? Answer, answer is B. <laughs> what was the fastest time recorded by the Elite 15 on the rower last season? So is it A, 2 minutes 58, or is it B, 3 minutes 46? I'm, two I'm, is too quick, surely. You're, like, you're going to ruin yourself if you do that. I think I saw in a doubles in a doubles men last season there was a a two fifty eight a two something. Nah, definitely. now you're just trying to throw some shit out so we nah, pick that, A. That, but that was doubles. Ben, I I think we should go for two fifty eight. I think we go A two fifty eight. Yeah, against the grain. Ready? Okay, three, two, one. No two, way. Two, two fifty eight. It has gotta be. B. Well, hang on. What have, what have they locked they, in? They've gone that, That's like one thirty four per five hundred. Someone's drinking. The answer is B, three Fuck. minutes 46. It was Alexander Ronkovic and Michael Sandback both did it in the Maastricht Euro Championships race. So was the two minutes an actual time from last season? No, no, I just made it up. Just made it up. <laughs> oh. That's fair. Uh, then I stand by what I said. Definitely someone did that time last year, 100%. <laughs> well, speaking of rowing, what would you guys recommend in terms of changeover strategy on the rower this this massively depends on your partner like dina we said is vertically challenged she's not heavy (laughs) (laughs) she's not going to be rowing a good pace basically she's not built to row your face just dropped (laughs) (laughs) i think you could say it kinder so so do i so so for that reason we when our last two races we didn't actually swap on the rower they, oh, did, well, they okay. did a lot more burpees than I did. Mm. And then we didn't swap the roar because there just wasn't much point in wasting six, seven, eight seconds swapping out. So we but one would be the max. Yeah. But if, if you are going to actually switch, I would say one. Mm. And if you're doing a mixed doubles where the man is a lot stronger, he probably should do six or 700 meters. Yeah. The, the woman should only be doing maybe 300 to give him a small break before you go back out running again or when you come in off the run. But definitely not 50-50. Mm. Definitely not 50-50. And definitely not more than one. Because people have suggested doing like something crazy like four changeovers, which I'm thinking, no. how would that work? You'd it's it's got to take six or seven seconds to get into the roar by the time mm. you get your feet and stuff in. So let's, for argument's sake, say you're rowing at two minutes per 500. So you could just slow down to 206 per 500, which is going to take a lot less energy and just... Keep a slower mm, pace. Nice keep a it. slower pace rather than all these changeovers. Rather than fannying about with the, yeah. the straps. Yeah. yeah. I had uh, I have a bit of a, a bugbear when it comes to the rower. When you've got you get you get a rowing machine that's got the holes put in the wrong place. You got I've got big feet, and you get in and yeah. you've got like the straps are way too high up. Like it's just it just it, it all I can think about whilst I'm doing that kilometer is like I wish I'd change the change the straps. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Who spends time changing? The straps at the start what to actually you, get him to that point. That's what yeah, I, sorry, Ben, was this a question for the Hogans or was this more of a... It's more of a moan, but let me follow up with a question. <laughs> like, do, 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 um, I, I suppose you got your guys' take on it would be never never fanny around with that stuff during during a race. No, no. If, like, a lot of, like, rowing people would tell you, anyway, if you're kind of, if your technique is pretty good, your feet don't even need to be strapped in and you'll still be able to row a decent time. Mm. Like, it's only that's when... Mad. Yeah, it's only that when you're... That can't tech- be true. 100% true. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If, you, if, if good rowing technique, you don't even need to strap your feet into the thing. I think I'm going to send that sound bite to a certain um, rowing. Yeah, row-along workouts. Mm. 
Fan, big Tom. fan of the page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the guy that called out? Tom? Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh my god! Please don't go there again. <laughs> <laughs> that all went down at like half six on a Tuesday in the midst of getting the kids up for school. And Tom was having breakfast, and I just happened to see. Him. I was like, "Oh, did you see that guy that's kind of like calling you out?" Wow. <laughs> he got a copy, got he got dropped. his laptop, he got a page and a pen, <laughs> and he went and Googled your man's results, found out what he ran after he rolled. Brilliant. About an hour and a half later, I was still running around like a maniac, yep. four I was children, still and I was like, are you ready to like leave, help, go to work? Nope. <laughs> This needs to be dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> a man's pride is on the line. Yes, exactly. So I just like walked away, left him there at two. I think he'll agree with me on this one. What? That if your technique is good, you don't need to strap oh, your feet in. Wow. Well, we should, we'll, we'll get him we'll in for him. a retort, oh, as he yeah. always says. <laughs> oh, God, I do remember that day, actually. I think I saw you posted a comment and then I, like 20 minutes later it was gone or something. And I was there, I was like, wow, you must have not thought about that. <laughs> Um, moving swiftly on, should we should we have another question? The men's pro sled is the equivalent weight to pushing four thousand pop tarts, oh, yes. or five hundred of Ben's prize pickles. Right, that prize, but you guys don't know what my prize pickle is. No, yeah, that, that right, <laughs> we, can, we can figure this out. We can figure pickles this out. Right, well, we Girls know it's intrigued. it's one baby panda, so that's why would you, you know that it's two hundred kilograms? Why would you? Let's think about right, it. But if you, th- you, don't, like, you don't look at weights and go, oh, I can fit that many Pop-Tarts in, but I can fit that many well, Pop-Tarts into a panda. But, but you look at weights and think, that's a panda. <laughs> yeah, that's a panda. It's a baby panda you're dragging across but, the sled. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. our pandas not like human babies. They don't all weigh the same. Hey, ha! Let, let me have my Google result. <laughs> Been cooled out. So two options. Option A was 4,000 Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And option B is 500 of Ben's prize pickles. I'm going to say 4,000. I think it's 4,000 because, you know what, a Pop-Tart, 200 grams, 400. There we go, done. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Uh, is that my, that math's not right, actually. We'll go against it. They're going Pop-Tarts, we'll go Pickles. Yeah, I'm going Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts versus Pickles. The answer is 4,000 Pop-Tarts. Yeah, let's go. Pop-Tart, Paul. Boom, bottoms up. It actually would have been 700 of Ben's prize Pickles. <laughs> Great. How many bears is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One baby panda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, panda, yeah. She was over Jim. <laughs> oh, so I guess um, just to, to follow on uh, from the question, I guess, Dino, I saw you wearing the, the new Puma trainers on Instagram. And uh, I just wanted to know, like, how, like, do you actually rate them? Do you, do you stand behind Puma as a brand? Um, and more importantly, like, how do you sort of, are they useful for sleds and for running in high rocks? Yeah, actually, I wore Puma runners um well, i'd say probably around a year now mm. and um but i really really love the nitro elites there's just so la- fast really light mm. and responsive um and i i tell everyone that will listen in fact i should be on some kind of commission at this stage because <laughs> if you're team hogan i guarantee you're in them um, yep. So, George, if you're listening, we need yeah. <laughs> Um We recommend them all the time, actually. Mm. They are very, mm. very good. Um, they've got good grip. They're fast. Because, obviously, especially I did women's doubles. We won in Madrid a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and had to get that in there. <laughs> and uh, I wore the nitros, and they're great. You've still got all the grip of the sled. So, I really, I really rate them. The big difference 
back to the shoe. Every, everything turns into a shoe debate. Mm. But the yeah. difference in the like the Ciccone endorphins and uh, Puma is the stack height in the endorphins when you lunge or wall ball in them, mm. is that your knees start rolling in because yeah. of the massive amount of foam under your foot. You don't really get that in the in the deviates. Yeah, I so I, you, you I love the deviates. St- yeah, a bit more stability for for lunges for wall balls. You have the carbon for the run. You've got grip for that. Mm. Do you prefer stats. Do you prefer the 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 ones with the carbon in them? I do because I like really light, really really yeah. light. I, you, it feels like you've nothing on your feet. Yeah, yeah. Are there any other trainers that you do recommend? Like you mentioned the Sockneys. Yeah, well, I, for years I wore the Hyperion Tempos, the Brooks Hyperion Tempos. They're fantastic. They're like an old school type racer. There's no carbon. They're just mm. a lightweight shoe that really stable, brilliant grip on them. Like they are really really good. Tim wore them for a lot of last season. Actually, a lot of men were wearing them last season before the. Endorphin Pro Trees came out. Mm. Then everyone kind of switched over to that. But the word is the Puma developing a high rock shoe, aren't they? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see one come out in the space. Yeah. Like, they're, what, one of the headline sponsors for the UK. I think they've... For the wor- the they've all, gone global all over now. now. Yeah, because yeah, they, they took... Virus was in the US and they've got rid of them. Um, yeah. So Red Bull and Puma are now global partners. Yeah. Um, it would be silly if they weren't bringing out a specific high rock shoe. <laughs> Because it's the one of the be biggest even questions. Sillier if Ben wasn't the lead designer on their shoes. Oh, why, so, why not? Uh, you know, if you're looking, yep. <laughs> they'll wear the equivalent of like two snails on each feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's Puma's goal. Oh, I'm going to say that's geckos because they're grippy, <laughs> but yeah, sure. <laughs> also, snails aren't associated with speed, Tom. No. Oh yeah, it's bad, drink. Bad, 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 bad suggestion. Yeah. Bad joke. Bad, 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 Tom. Very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> Got to drink for that. Yeah. The, um, oh man. Just finally on trainers. Quickest colour. What is it? It's got to be something fluorescent, doesn't it? It's got to yeah. be like fluorescent pink or a, a, a hot yellow pink. or hot, hot pink or something. Loads of people keep um, like It might be confusing with that, yeah, with yeah. that one pink and one blue, because surely one foot is going faster than your other foot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the, it's the like pink stereo one's gotta be going, 3D. The pink one's got to be going faster all the time, just, mm. <laughs> just because. Well, it's, that's how you get a uh, you go around a track, so the outside foot is actually working quicker. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. just to let you keep turning. They thought of everything. They thought of everything. Right. Question four, please, Mikey. In which city was the fastest run between a workout recorded last season? Mm. Uh, uh, Do we get A? Was it A? It's Maastricht. Maastricht, or was it B? Glasgow. It was Maastricht because it was only like a a four hundred meter run. Don't justify your answer. Oh man, I feel like if we now take Tom's answer, it's just pussying out. I think that that doesn't matter. Like there's an expert in the room. <laughs> Let's just go with it. It's Friday night. Like, um, I'll tell you what. If Tom's right, he he divvies out a drink of his choosing. Because oh. f- he said Maastricht before that was even an option. That's fair play. Okay, fair enough. Right. So we're going to say Maastricht as well. No, we'll just see if Tom's right, and if Tom is right, we need to drink. All three of us on this table need to. I drink. I think we all know Tom's right. Mike, Mikey, what's your? Yeah, he's right. Oh, he's geez. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one minute thirty six on the first round. So it was Tim probably was it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. hell. That's two drinks. <laughs> two drinks. To be fair, it was a 400 meter run. Yeah. You were all on the ski by two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we were told beforehand that the first run was going to be 400 meters. Uh, and then it was going to be made up after that. This is a big point that I sort of, I don't blame High Rocks for, but the consistency in races. Because that changes the race a lot. Yeah. Like massively, because people can go out like super, super hard. Mm. Yeah. I would have three, three laps to every single course. Standardise it. Yeah, like you're not going to get two laps in some of the smaller venues, mm. but you can get three laps in a bigger venue. So uh, it makes sense to just do a three lap course everywhere across the board. 
on the topic of running though just to sign that off like have you guys ever had any tips that you've been given and you've gone actually that that one piece of information has changed my running sort of running world as such yeah running's our jam i suppose i mean we're mm. running for ireland since there's no yeah there's no one thing like, there's no one thing it's I was lucky enough over the years, I was on different like teams in Ireland and stuff that I had like coaches like Eamon Coughlin and John Tracy and people who won Olympic medals and things like that. Ned. <laughs> Ned Kelly. <laughs> there's, there's no like, there's no golden ticket. There's no, yeah, silver can, bullet. There, it doesn't exist. Like it's, it's hard work. Mm. Like you just have to get out and work hard and. Getting out there, consistency, I guess. Consistency is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And training with people better than you is like. Mm. hugely beneficial that's a really good point that group that we had that time so what the group was about was in 2012 for the olympics here in london Mm. ireland didn't qualify anybody for the martin so a couple of like businessmen got together at home in dublin martin and kind of pumped money into it and put a group of people together and four years later we qualified nine for rio and it all came about basically by getting us all together once or twice a month and making us kind of push each other so Mm. we would have track guys who would specialise in 5 and 10k and then we had other guys who were specialising in half martins and martins so we'd go up to Phoenix Park and on the days where we'd do like 4 by 2 mile the half martin guys and the martin guys would murder the track guys but we'd come back up the next day and we'd have something like 12 by a k and then the track guys would be rubbing their hands and be like yeah now we'll yeah, fucking yeah. see it's <laughs> a little like now, yeah, little yeah, war between the yeah, two yeah mm. and it, it just drove everything on like it really pulled everybody along and the standards just increased like exponentially over the four years it was crazy mm. to, to qualify zero people to nine people within a four year cycle was That's huge. was mad yeah so a, little, a little backstory about that Tom's been very modest they, they picked people with already very very good club standard uh, marathon and they bought them all up and i think tom was 29 at the time the other guy 29 now the other guys were in (laughs) around like anything from like 20 to 24 we already had three kids at that stage none of them had any kids i was pregnant on the fourth child and he was was doing pretty well holding his own and then they said we're going to give you all these um, oxygen, tents. oxygen tents and you bring it home and you put it around your bed and you sleep in it. And the idea is to create this high altitude thing. So anyway, it arrived in and you put the, Tom said, can I have a double one? So it's all right. So if he's the they only cost one, like ten grand. They co- yeah, they what? cost like they're yeah. huge money, like, like ten thousand. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this double mattress it's goes like inside. Like, Give me a double one. They zip you up, but I had had Tess at this stage, so she was on night feeds, and um, every time the child used to wake up. I used to unzip this tent. I used to crawl out. I used to pick the child up and all I'd hear is, close the tent! (laughs) (laughs) Close the tent! Feed the child and then I'd put the child back in and I'd open back up the tent and I'd crawl back in. And this happened like for weeks and weeks and then they all went back up and all these lads were raving about how these tents were working for them and uh, yeah, you didn't Didn't work at all. You're supposed to to get in for 12 hours sealed. Totally sealed. sealed. Like it, it you were supposed to go down 8 o'clock at night, get in this tent, and if you read a book, there's no iPads running this yeah. time. This is how old I am. <laughs> and just stay in the thing for 12 hours. But sure, my tent was being opened every couple of hours. So Child <laughs> is so selfish. Yeah. Wanted to be fed. <laughs> she asked for a little tent I'm for her sure as well. I'm pretty sure I asked Dina to go and sleep somewhere else for a couple of weeks. Well. <laughs> Why is such a liar? You wouldn't sleep without me. <laughs> yeah, so no, it didn't work. And, uh, but uh, yeah, you still, you still do did well. The question is, do you still have the tent? 
No, no, the tents had to go back. Oh, fair. So they were just moved on to somebody, somebody else. I someone think Athletics Ireland bought them or something <laughs> someone like that. Someone younger and faster. Yes, someone younger and <laughs> faster. Got the tent. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, another question, please, Mike. Next question. How old was the oldest person to ever complete a high rocks? Tom. Is it A? <laughs> <laughs> is it A, Tom Hogan? <laughs> is it B, 69, or is it C, 73? 73. 73. No, I'm going to say... No, 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 it's the old lady. It's the old lady. Oh, but she, she... I know the old lady was 69. Oh, then it's the old dude. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. 50 50, though. How did your mind not go to that, Max? <laughs> yeah, the mind should have automatically I went know, to the old know, dude if it wasn't the old lady. I want to say 69. I want to say 70. I think you should know these people's names if, if you know, like, you're hosting a podcast about Hyrox. You should know who he these people are. He probably has the answers, though, right? Mikey knows the names. No, but it's, it's yeah. <laughs> Mikey's got a drink. Doris? Mikey, you got a drink for that. <laughs> I googled it, all right, and it said B seventy three. All right, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, Mikey's so loser on that one. I got that wrong. Yep, drink. Like Dina and I got it right. Carry Dina and I again. were top. speaking. Speaking of ageism, Tom is old. As has been great as segue. Has, as has been mentioned many times in this pod already. Not, not by me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've never mentioned it. I I get greeted at High Rocks races by like Christian of all people. Hey, old man! Like, no. This is how he greets me at races. Yeah. Well, the irony is that this old man is still in the elite fifteen and still smashing it. So yeah, there you go. Bit of smoke you coming your way. Um, what is the secret sauce for an old man to do well? Ooh, <laughs> fuck it out. Only as old as the woman you're feeling. Oh. oh. Yeah. That is something I will live by from the now on. <laughs> ignorance. Ignorance is ignorance. the secret sauce. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just too ignorant to give up. Yeah. That that is basically what it boils down to. It's funny because like I flip flop probably like not even like weekly, maybe four or five times a day from retirement to I can smash these young people to <laughs> retirement to I can smash these young people. So all day long when I'm in work or when, especially when I get out of bed in the morning, I'm like, oh, I can't do this shit anymore. Then I go down to the gym for 30 minutes and I come back up and I'm like, I'm king of the world. Oh, I can yeah. beat the shit out of everybody. And then an hour later after the gym, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. Need to get out <laughs> nice. of this shit. Nice. <laughs> so those endorphins just kicking yeah, in. It's, a, it's a, like so a an hour- bicep pump of like. It's an hourly sick. struggle. It's an hourly struggle. Okay. Okay. But it's just years of shit in the body. That's that's basically it. Mental. It's a mental game, really. Mm. It's anything at the top end is is more a mental game than a physical game because everybody up there is kind of the same, and it just comes down to then who's willing to kind of do a bit more. Can you can you suffer a lot of pain? Would you say? Can you you know? Because that yeah. seems to be what does separate the elite fifteen from the rest of us is yeah. you guys seem to be able to just live in that pain zone for. I've been married be for like 17 years <laughs> So like You don't even understand What pain is Until you've endured That sort of stuff So that, that There's the secret sauce I go back on what I said earlier If you're married for a long time One You'll want to get out of the house So like you do <laughs> Shit shit tons of running And go to the gym a lot Just follow you there though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two You'll be after enduring Mental torture For like years on end so it's all Sometimes it is. I do just follow him then. I just <laughs> sit on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Pick him up. Go yeah. on. <laughs> you can keep, do it. Keep going. Not quitting yet. Yeah. It's funny. It's, uh, it always comes back to, um, in my, I'm very nostalgic over our Ironman days. If I could bubble my family, that would be the year. 
very sensible moment. But um, about, oh, I suppose, Tess is 11 now. We started doing Ironman when Tess was one. So we had one, three, five and nine. And we used to just load all the kids up in a camper van and we used to drive onto the continent for two months, travel around doing triathlons and stuff. And when I think back, we were doing, like, our businesses were only growing and the kids were small and we were doing 22 hours of training each. And it always sticks into my mind. Like, people were used to say to us, how, how are you doing it? Wait, and we used to, didn't we, have conversations daily. What did it mean? If you want to do it, you'll do it. Like, mm. And now looking back, sometimes I'll see these memories, getting up at 3 a.m. to get on a turbo trainer to do 300 kilometres on the bike before the kids woke up. Like 300 kilometres in one go? Yeah. I, how long does that take? Well, back then, sure, I wasn't as bad. Like, you'd be cycling maybe 33, 35 kilometres. Yeah. We were doing crazy stuff. I did a 70-kilometre run on the treadmill one day just to... Just for the heck of it. Well, what? you were training for the Wicklow Way, Ultra, but yeah, yes, you didn't yeah. have to do it on the treadmill. Yeah, I did Bruh. like, I did, I think I did like 40, and then I was like, oh, I do a marathon, did an extra two, and then I was like, well, I never ran 50k before. Got to 50, looked at me watch, and I was like, I don't actually have to be anywhere for a couple of hours, I'll just keep going. So, what I, what I was getting to <laughs> was the fact that, like, you can do anything and endure anything if you really want to. Mm. As I said, like, we used to tag team in and out, like, you know, I'd have the kids and then he would. There was never a point of, oh, you're out the door again. And I think that is one of the crucial things as well. We both understood what needed to happen. We were both supportive of each other's goals. Um, actually, a memory popped up today. Tom did um, one of the Skyline races. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that was hell. We went in the north and we actually bought our daughter and my niece. And because I had them and they were small, I bought my turbo trainer on my bike and set it up in the middle of the camper van. And he went off and did his hours race. And between them, I did my cycle and... Like, looking back now, I just think, that was a bit cray-cray. It was all mad. Fully mad for it. I love yeah. Probably crazy. Like, Dina used that. to, if we went to races on the continent, Dina would, like, be on the turbo trainer in the camper van. Brilliant. <laughs> While I was probably driving how, half how the time. How big she can be? Was she driving? It was, yeah. yeah, it was big. Yeah. It was like a six-bird. It was, it was big. It was a big, massive, it was like, a big thing. think, meet the fuckers kind of oh, job. Oh, wow. Like, it was a big know. boy. Yeah, we were one of them families. <coughs> big boy. <laughs> Matching jumpers. I was more yeah. imagining, like, this little tiny uh, Volkswagen no, going no, down the motorway and someone looking over and seeing Dina cycling <laughs> alongside like what the hell's going on Technically, I was power, cycling power at like 130 kilometres an hour you know? power in the van. but yeah the kids uh, used to just be sprawled out um, like because they'd have a fixed double bed and there'd be two down there one up above and it used to be great crack yeah. but changing things up is probably the key to longevity as well like Tiago is, is in his 40s and he's done a lot of different things Joffrey's in his 40s he's done a lot of different things mm. and we're kind of the same we've changed every six or seven years and going back to like when we really first started this sort of stuff in our 20s um, it was all about seeing how much we could get over ourselves like that was the goal like how far can you push your body what can your body actually do and if you're changing things up along the way the new, with the new sport like with high rocks it was like alright let's see how far I can go with this thing mm. so it doesn't really you don't really get stale then mm. if that's your kind of attitude mm. to it like I think you need that kind of attitude you need to be doing it for you and to see where you can go with it yeah and that's what I said. I flip flop now because I know I'm finding it hard to kind of admit that I can't probably go any further. Like this is, this is as much as my body basically goes now. I uh, don't just, think just wait, the just end wait of the road twenty minutes. By the end, of, by the end of the pod, Tom, <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom oh, yeah. flip back around. Change your mind again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> change your mind twice by then. Okay, final question. High Rocks takes over Birmingham this weekend. So, in your best Brummy accent, say either of these two phrases. 
crumbs make cake? Or can I have a nosh on Ben's prize pickle, please? <laughs> It's got to be the second one. Someone's got to say that. Yeah, you. What's a Brum accent? Someone is going to have to do one. Oh, I I can't wait for an Irish accent to come through on a Brum accent. (laughs) It's going to be great. Well, this okay. We'll do a Birmingham when you do a Kerry accent there. Yes. Okay, done. 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 Sugar. I sent him a video of a Kerry (laughs) accent. I I did. (laughs) (laughs) Just been rehearsing. Actually, I don't even know. Can you give us a little hint? Go on, Mikey. Jump in there. I'm from Birmingham. Crumbs me cake, eh? We have a nosh on Ben's pickle. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually okay, I thought. Yeah, we actually did all right. We'll fit right in. Can I have a nosh on Ben's pickle? (laughs) Why am I going to Liverpool? That's like Liverpool. (laughs) That's more Liverpool. Extra point for Liverpool, I said. I talk too much to Jay, that's all it is. (laughs) <laughs> I can't even do it. I got a nosh on Ben's pickle. It's like a bit of Tom in a higher yeah. pitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, everyone is yeah, we need so. a drink. We we'll just drink. That was great, Mikey. Who did best? Um, I'll give you the points. I think on that one. Fair, fair. I, Hang on, wait, wait. We do need to honor our honor our bet. Oh yeah. What's your Kerry accent, boy? Ah. Uh. Do you like an in my pickle? <laughs> How was that? It's it, was, more, it's... it was better than our Birmingham. <laughs> was it now? Okay. <laughs> to be fair. You know what? I'll do that. <laughs> you took it, it too doesn't far. Yeah. Too <laughs> you should have quit. Boom. And now they're offended. And <laughs> Relieve them. <laughs> PC police. We haven't got pulled over yet. No, no. It was not. actually borderline racist. I'm not going to lie. You know what? That is a badge of honour that we wear on this podcast. <laughs> Re- they're consistently racist. Racist to everybody. Exactly. There's no prejudice. It's just yeah. trying to make fun of everyone. Yeah. And Tom had a little racist moment in High Rocks. Oh, please, oh, go on. Yes. Remember your man kept calling you Mr. Potato? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this now, is Now, like... to be fair, I think it means something else in his language. I don't know what the hell it is. Spud. Yeah. But, Hang on, wait. So we need full context yeah. here, please. So you know, um, who's your man? <laughs> so it's I'm going to try to pronounce it. Thomas Verdick, who was in the Elite Fifteen. Uh, in, oh, it's he was long, in the Elite Fifteen ago. in Vegas. In Vegas, okay. Yeah, so the he's from the Tom Czech Dombaro. Republic. Okay, I'm pretty sure. But I used to always like just barely kind of pip him in, in races. It was pretty touch and go with the two of us all the time. And then I look at his Instagram after a race, and you know the translate button on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Every time I translated it, the word potato was in it like five times. <laughs> I was like fully, I used to read potato out dinners like, was like, this fucker is fucking calling me out on, <laughs> on Instagram again, calling me potato. So you got your piece of paper, you got your computer yeah. out, and you sat down at the kitchen table. I didn't know what was coming yeah. his way. I tried to learn Czech. <laughs> Spent like two weeks on Duolingo learning Czech. <laughs> Just so I could shit talk him back. But I 100% believe that he was shit talking me. <laughs> Why else would Potato be coming up? This potato <laughs> motherfucker yeah. piffing me at the post. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what maybe, I was maybe, maybe, oh. like, maybe he was weighing his wobbles in potatoes. Because like, <laughs> you would. Yeah. More or less what you're saying was what it was. Like There would be this big long thing and then at the end there would be something like potato past or something like this <laughs> I'm like potato past yeah. me oh my <laughs> god right you can either choose from the Hogan Huns or Mr. Potato like <laughs> it's up to you 
I don't think it is. Pop Tart didn't get an option. Yeah, the community can decide. No, it's us. We've decided. Oh, decided. It's now Mr. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not in a racist way. <laughs> no. Don't it's make it not at all super endearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck are we right now? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the quiz. <laughs> I was told you had a script and this would be professional. <laughs> This, well, that, that, that we're, we're, profession- we're professionally unprofessional. <laughs> uh, the only thing is that that has stayed consistent for the whole show so far is Ben's studio voice. Yeah. Do, if do anybody do- ever meets Ben like outside the studio, you're going to be like, "Who the fuck is this?" Do you want to drop out of it for a second? Yeah. <laughs> that, that guy does I'll not sound talk, like I'll that. I'll talk normally then, but that's <laughs> this is. I can't not do it now. I know I'm on yeah. camera. <laughs> sound like it should be like an anchorman or something. Hi, welcome to the nine o'clock news. Yeah. It's Ben Rules here yeah. for your six. Being brief. Um, did anyone win that quiz? Yeah, yeah. High Rocks did. It was yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The the definitely the not. Definitely one, not yeah. the listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So at this stage in the podcast, we normally interrupt with a quick ad read uh, to tell you about our title sponsor, Builder. However, we have. Builder athletes, builder representative. I think builder co-founder as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and the builder CEO, and the builder CEO, and the woman that controls the uh, hunter's credit card. So, that's so what I love freaking him out. <laughs> <laughs> I love just repeating the numbers off. He's like, Dina. <laughs> they're the matrix. They're falling down. He's like, where's the money going? <laughs> so instead of an ad read, we're going to have a candid, um, not discussion. We're going to have a. Uh, how best to describe this? Um, we're going to try and distill Builder into layman's terms for everyone. Because, like, I, I admittedly came into the Builder world and thought, you know what, fuck it, I don't need any of these supplements. Like, that's not for me. And since actually having them, personally, I can, it's not even, well, it is anecdotal, but it is, I do feel like Strength 2 and Hydro make a real difference for me. But are you able to actually just help us understand what those actually are? Well, X2 was... Two, two ingredients, hence the X2. It's just citrulline and creatine. So citrulline is naturally found in like watermelons. But we'd have to eat 10 to 12 pounds of watermelon to get your five grams of creatine or mm. of citrulline. Mm. And all the citrulline is basically doing is opening everything up. So vasodilator, so it's opening all the veins and arteries up to let the creatine move around quicker, get into the, get into the muscles and do what it does. So it's, all the products are very simple. Like there's no mm. fillers, there's no crap. Like mm. That has two ingredients. The pre-workout has two ingredients. It has it has uh, caffeine. It has betaine, and that's it. Mm. So there's no like major come down after because there's a lot of sugar or anything like yeah, this in yeah. it, which you get with a lot of the pre-workouts. So there's none of the mm. crazy feeling like Do you want to run through a wall if you take like some. I see, like grenade <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. What does um what does beta aniline do? Like if like for people yep. listening, beta aniline is a lactic buffer. Like I would tell every single person who's doing high rocks should be taking creatine and beta aniline mm. and if you're not taking an our products just take it like find it somewhere and take it because when your body starts producing lactic acid the beta aniline starts fighting off the lactic acid but it's a product that got it has to be loaded into your system for like six to eight weeks to, oh, have, wow. pro- to have proper effects so yeah. if you take it like on a monday and then you take it thursday yeah. you take it the following wednesday like that's pretty much useless like don't you're better off not taking it at all and don't spend your money on it if you're not going to take it every yeah. single day Needs to be a consistent thing that you consistent work into. Consistent thing, your, and, into your and body. you will see big differences on race day if your body is loaded with beta aniline. Mm. 
Like I always tell people, and Dina says, why do you tell them? You can take baking soda instead of B-lanoline, but if you get if you get the mixture wrong, you're, you're going to spend it. What you you're going to spend the whole day in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. So like the B-lanoline is a safer option. Come race there. Sorry, I've missed something there. Does does baking soda actually work the same as B to B- Baking soda is probably actually better as a lactic buffer than anything is. Wow. But the, the side effects can be a hell of a lot worse than anything else. You get your ratios wrong, you're in a world apart. Yeah. Like, okay. you know? Wow. Okay. Mm. When I was at university, I studied sports science and my dissertation was on giving people baking soda and all of my subjects shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mikey couldn't so. wear no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was an undergrad. <laughs> I love it. And now, now, now you're an audio creative. <laughs> Yeah, you can see how that career went. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so, pre-power, strength two, hydro, hydro is electrolytes and... BCAAs. BCAAs. What, yeah. what do they do? So, the BCAAs are basically fueling your muscles f- with protein. They're, they're just another form of broken down branch chain amino acids, broken mm-hmm. down proteins. So, you're fueling your muscles as you're competing. And that, that'll stop. Like, if you were a bigger athlete and you spent a lot of time running, you're going to start burning into that muscle mass. But if you're taking something like this, well, the BCAAs are going to top that up and you're not going to burn into the muscle mass. So it's al- it's almost like a, 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 a ripcord almost to stop it from going too far into what you don't want to be using. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because like, you see a lot of big guys, if they start running, all the muscle just kind of falls off because mm. they're not fueling the muscles anymore. Like they're going to d- different systems altogether. But if you're taking something like this and you're fueling the muscles as you're doing those longer sessions, well, then you won't start burning into muscle. I mean, it makes a lot of bloody sense, doesn't it? It most certainly does. And uh, what a delight to be told what it does by the guys who actually create yeah. it. I guess, like, now now we've actually heard that. I guess if anyone's listening at home and they do want to include this in their training, if you want to take it, your training to the next level, then head over to builderinternational.com. That's B-L-D-R international.com to buy your next purchase. Yeah. Um, and or, or get down Tesco's, buy you a load of bacon powder. And <laughs> let's see how that goes. However, your 10% discount code won't work at no. Tesco's. No. That'll, if you want to use that, that's Rockzone uh, in capitals for a cheeky 10% off your next order. Okay, Tom, Dina, we've asked our questions. However, we've also reached out to the community to see what they had to ask through our Instagram channel, Mm. at Pod, And by far, the most requested topic is about Tom's Crocs. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Tom's Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now it's going to get interesting. Here we go. We did ask for raunchy questions. Here we go. I need pictures of these people now before you ask me the cross, cross questions. It's all men, I'm afraid. <laughs> Just like everything in the sports community. It's like, oh, I thought I'd get So bumped. we have one generic question saying, ask Tom about his Crocs. However, it then gets better. Uh, I heard a rumor. Tom is developing a high rock shoe with Crocs. Is this true? And then the final Crocs related question that I thought was interesting was, do Crocs in sports mode enhance Tom's ability to train so hard? Yeah. Bit of a rhetorical question. I'm yeah. sure that's a yes. In sports mode? Or yeah. Much faster, like 40 seconds a kilometre faster in sports <laughs> mode. <laughs> so the, Team Crocs, Hogan, the Crocs yeah. thing isn't going to work without visuals on, on these Crocs. So yeah. 
When you were speaking, I'll get up a picture yeah. of said Crocs. Team Hogan has a Facebook community page. It's only open to Team Hogan clients. And um, every week we do like little videos. It might be a demo. It might be convo, whatever it may be. Tom is generally in his Crocs. Um, but anyway, he was doing a wall ball demonstration the other week. And he went, oh, hold on. I need to put my Crocs into sports <laughs> mode. <laughs> oh. Naturally, because how could you do wall balls if the word is sports mode? That wouldn't make sense at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> So you'll see a visual now, but we took the kids. We actually went over to Hunter in April and a couple of the kids came with us and we did Disney and all after it. But we went to Universal Studios and it was um, Tess, our daughter, wanted these Crocs. She wanted to buy us Crocs, matching ones. It was her anniversary. That's right. So she bought us these matching Crocs and uh, we wore them. What colour were they? You'll see. They're rainbow coloured with like... Fluffy uh, pom pom things and, oh, wow. and, and unicorns on top of them. Wow, they're, they're very manly. They're very yeah. really manly. Crocs aside, and on a more serious note, the next question that I'm going to ask you, coming in from Pamela, is there a best resistance level for the Ooh. rows for the ski and for the row? There is, and like the both of them have a, a drag factor setting where you can actually do a test. What? Yeah. What do you mean? You can test the drag factor on the ski and the row, and it'll basically tell you what you should be pulling at. What's a drag factor? It's a test on the ski and the row. Okay, so you don't know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gotcha. Uh, But it's a test you can do on both. It'll tell you where your resistance should be and what's best for you. Now, the problem problem with that is that, like, every machine is going to be slightly different. And if there's a lot of dust in one, there's no dust in another one, Mm. it's going to change that. But you'll still get a rough... Mm. A rough idea where you should be. Like, I would definitely say you shouldn't be bumping it up. Mm-hmm. Like, if anything, probably the majority of elites, of elites where it's set on seven for us actually put it back down to six or six and a half. No, really? one, no one bumps it up. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more taxing on your muscles if you're going to, to bump that thing up. I always thought that if you put it higher, you've got more resistance, you can do less strokes per minute and get the same distance. But more fatigue. But more, more fatigue in your muscles, yeah. But so if, if you, you were if you were doing if you said to me yeah. do thirty calories for time well then yeah bump okay. it up to, bump it up to ten and just like drive it out but over over a thousand meters it's better to better lower yeah lower but lower but quicker I guess not even quicker like I would say keep your strokes per minute down mm-hmm. like somewhere in the thirties on the ski somewhere in the twenties on the on yeah. the row you're just doing heavy heavy pulls rather than really quick pulls because on the ski or the problem is if you're pulling really fast. You're not standing up to breathe, and everyone knows that feeling of getting off the ski and not being able to breathe. Yeah. And it's because you've been doubled over basically for four minutes. Mm. So if you're slowing things down and you're actually like standing up and at the top of your reach, you're mm. opening your your arms, or your lungs are open. Yeah, you'll find it much much easier to almost pause at the top, then a heavy stroke, come back up, pause, yeah, yeah. heavy stroke down. And the, the row is very similar. At the back, you should be almost pausing to breathe. Before you come back in and then a heavy stroke back out again. Yeah. If, if you're doing the ski in the row right, like you should be a, not have a conversation with someone, but you should be able to talk. Like say someone come over to you and said you're in the gym and you're you're rowing at you're skiing a thousand meters, and someone come over and said where are the wall balls. Yeah. Like you should be able to tell them where the wall balls are. It shouldn't be a case of like pointing and grunting <laughs> because you've you don't have any breath left in yeah, your body. Yeah, yeah. And if you're doing the correct technique, you will be able to speak when you're doing it. Like when we do camps and stuff, I can talk people through it as I'm doing it. 
Yeah. And I, I do it at the same pace I'd be racing at. Oh, wow. Big flex. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> 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 On that note, I think uh, it's a perfect time to wrap up. Tom and Dina, thank you so much for being on the pod today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Yep. Wish we you. could say the same. I know. Yeah, I'm really, really like. I love you all. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's. Uh, it's. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time you guys are on. Uh, and we. Where can we catch you guys next? Dublin. 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 Home, home turf. In Dublin. Home Worth. Turf. Worth. What's the plan for that? To beat the CrossFitters that are coming after us. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. He's Fuck fucking crossfitters and the yeah. fucking <laughs> fittest in Ireland bullshit on her. Did you want to wrap pages. it up? Because you've about another half an hour of a rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This shit drives me crazy. Let's go, baby. So yeah. this one guy has it on his uh, his Instagram. You but really hate people on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but how can how can anybody say they're the fittest in the country? Like, surely a cyclist would come along and say that's bullshit, and a runner yeah. would come along and say that's bullshit. Yeah, swimmer. Then Tom Hogan comes along and says that's definitely bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. fittest at what? Fittest at what you're doing? Yeah, like yeah. you can't. You, you can't. You have to qualify. This CrossFit thing of being fittest on earth is the greatest sort of crap of all times. So yeah. Built for Athlete are putting a dream mixed doubles team together. Built for Athlete yeah, yeah. are putting a G, um, they're both ex-CrossFit games. Yeah, they've both been to games. Oh, so they're putting a dream team together of just CrossFit stars. Two CrossFit stars yeah. are coming to, to win Dublin. Okay, okay so... Uh, is it a mixed team? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I want front row seats to that, please. I I'm only worried because he's the fittest man in Ireland. I'll only need <laughs> one and a half knees. Hey, your husband's <laughs> right there. <laughs> but like, we we were actually supposed to go on a different podcast, not near as good as this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say like, obviously, it's yeah. a CrossFit podcast. Fuck you, know. you've chosen right. <laughs> but it, it hasn't worked out date wise, and we still haven't actually done it. It was supposed to be pre Dublin, but we've been talking to the guy on Instagram, and like, he's so into these CrossFit guys. He's like, this guy is coming down, and he's going to do this and that. And I straight up on Instagram were like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Like, not about that. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Like, th- he's going to be nowhere. Yeah. The guy you think is going to win it is, like, not going to be at the races at all. Yeah. He's going to be there for the first two runs. Yeah. And that's the end of that. Yeah. And I, I can't wait to watch that unfold yeah. online. And I really want to know if Built for Athletes are actually going to document it when it happens, to be honest. They'll probably be like, yep, we sent them packing. Um, gave them a free backpack, and they're not part of the team anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, famous last words yep. some fittest guy in Ireland is going to probably come down and punch me in the nose when I'm there but. <laughs> he's a big guy he's a big big guy yeah. you tell him. he's a massive guy like you don't want to start a row with this guy so we're going to see you guys in, in Dublin um, yep. beating the crossfitters beating the crossfitters you guys racing racing as a pair or yes Hope we're racing so. as a pair and then we're going to Hamburg I'm racing doubles with um, a friend slash client her biggest strongest friend Biggest, strongest, fa- okay, the, the big yeah. bad wolf. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do in Hamburg? Just, just come out down on the Reaper Band afterwards? Just go down the Reaper yeah. Band for two days. Yeah. It was supposed to be a girls weekend. I don't know how he weaseled his way, yeah. but he's yeah. here. It's those Crocs, isn't it? Yeah. It's down the Crocs in the Reaper Band. I yeah. can't resist him in Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, Dina, Tom, thank you so much you. for coming into yeah. the studio. Um, and we will definitely see you soon. That's almost everything we've got for you this week. However, we have one more quick favour to ask you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend. Sharing is caring. Share it with the world. Share it on social media. Help us grow. 
The other thing you can do is actually still head over to at Rockzone Pod and enter the builder competition that's still running live right now. There's on only, Instagram. Yeah, there's only a couple of days left on that at the time of this. So up for grabs are a strength two, pre-hydro, two pairs of rock socks, plus loads of other great prizes as well. So um, all you got to do, head over there, like, follow, subscribe, all that jazz, but uh, all the details are in the bio. Anyway, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time when we will be dropping a bonus episode. So on top of this episode, which you will hopefully be listening to on Monday, we've got another one coming out this week on Thursday, which is going to be all about mental resilience. Mm. I think Tom features in it a little bit. So if you've not heard enough of the eccentric Irishman yet, there's a little, oh, little extra oh, little piece. Oh, <laughs> um yeah, that's what you got to do. Well, fantastic. Yeah. I can't wait for that. I guess, uh, finally, three, two, one, Roxanne out. Roxanne out. Roxanne out.